This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we've got a huge trade to unpackage. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. We're here to talk about all the fantasy basketball implications. Let's break it down. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or X at Ball Boys Fantasy. And a big, big trade went down, as we said on the top of the show today, guys. Uh, Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks, including with a, a three-team deal, which also included the Phoenix Suns and DeAndre Ayton. So we are here to break it all down. We're going to really focus in on the fantasy basketball implications. But before we do, uh, I would love to know everyone's thoughts. Drop it down in the comments below. What do you think about the trade in general? Do you think that the Milwaukee Bucks uh, are now should be right at the top in terms of title favorites? Do you think that Miami Heat got fleeced and they should have taken the trade and everyone's out to get the heat. Uh, do you think that um, this is a good trade for the uh, Portland Trailblazers to get back for Damian Lillard? Let me know down in the comments below. And also, if you have any fantasy basketball thoughts, drop them in the comments as well, guys. Um, little behind the scenes here. Did an entire show, did an entire podcast on this topic when I went to upload it, found out that the recording, uh, the audio was all messed up for some reason. So doing this one again, but uh, hey, it's a, it's a big trade, so we've got to talk about it. So let's start straight away. We're going to dive head on into it. Let's go over to the Milwaukee Bucks side. Now for this podcast, uh, I know there's a bunch of picks uh, that were traded as well. So for the people watching along on YouTube, I haven't included any of those draft picks up on the screen there because for fantasy basketball, we don't really give a shit. It doesn't change anything for us. All we really want to focus in on are the players that got moved and the different situations in different teams. So uh, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. They obviously get Damian Lillard, the prize of the trade, and they lose Drew Holiday and also Grayson Allen. So we'll start with the Grayson Allen thing because it's probably the easiest. So Grayson Allen is traded out. So he was your starting two guard for them most likely. 
I think that you're more than likely going to see someone like a Malik Beasley or a Marjon Beauchamp step into that role, depending on if they want that spacing that Grace Allen was provided, then it'll be Beasley. If they're looking for a bit more defense now that they've got Lillard instead of Drew, then Beauchamp will get uh, um, that role as well. I think both those players get a small bump. Not really relevant for standard leagues, more a deep league thing for us to consider. As it comes to Damian Lillard, I think that this is not an ideal situation for him. If we compare the other options that were out there for Damian Lillard, uh, most notably Miami, Toronto came to the party late as well. So there's a few other options where if he had have been traded to those teams, I think it would have hurt him less than being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the reason I say that is because of all those situations where he's get traded to, he would still be the number one guy bar nobody. It would be Damian Lillard, even Jimmy Butler. I don't care. Lillard would be the number one guy, especially on offense, and Jimmy would fall into number two. On this team with Giannis, that's a question, right? Like Giannis is the guy in Milwaukee. They are building the team around Giannis. Now, Lillard on the offensive side of the floor is definitely more creative. He can shoot a lot better. That's all pretty obvious, but... Giannis is still a guy that needs the ball in his hands. He's one of the best rim finishers in the entire NBA, in the league history, kind of. He's just an absolute monster. So he's still going to get his, and it's still a team built around Giannis. So this is one of the few situations where Lillard getting traded to another team where he is probably not going to step in as the number one guy, and that has been his entire career over in Portland Ever since, you know, even, you know, when LaMarcus Aldridge was there, he probably stepped up to that number one uh, role very, very quickly in his career. So he has always been head and shoulders the number one dude when it came to usage, when it came to time with ball in his hand um, in Portland versus now he goes over to Milwaukee. And whilst I still think he'll be really good, he's still going to get his and he's the team will kind of bend around him as much as they can. But it's still a worse situation for Lillard than, obviously, uh, Portland, but even more so worse than if he had gone to Toronto versus uh, and, and Miami. So if you compare Giannis, Middleton, and Brooke Lopez to uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Caleb Martin, like it's it's a better situation in Miami. If you compare that to Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, and Jakob Pertl, Yep, it's a better situation over there as well. So of the three options that were talked about the most, I think that for Lillard's fantasy value, this one is probably the biggest hit because Giannis is the guy there that is next to him. Um, With all that said, though, I still think he's probably someone that maybe is still a first-round guy late first round, early second, if anything. Um, The projections that I had on my minus one rankings were... Uh, pushing him sort of like top six, top seven. I was drafting him closer to pick 10, pick 11 because I was uncertain about where he went. Now I think the reflections and sorry, the projections will reflect that more so. Um, and even if he improves his efficiency playing next to a player like Giannis, for fantasy basketball, a particular head-to-head leagues, I don't actually think that helps him too much because remember, when we're valuing a player like Damian Lillard, we're talking about his minus one value, and in his minus one value, a lot of the times we're punting the field goal percentage. So if his field goal percentage takes a small step forward, well, that doesn't actually help his minus one value. The only thing, if it jumps up a heap, and now the minus one value is taken to a fact that you might be punting blocks or punting rebounds, instead of punting field goal percentage, then that's maybe a small jump. But overall, I actually don't think that helps his value as much as the hit to his usage, hit to his threes, hit to his assists, 
uh, hit to his free throw attempt rate is going to drop his value. Now, it won't be a huge hit. He's not going to be a third-round guy or anything by any stretch, but he definitely does take a hit to his value, in my opinion. Um, I think Giannis takes a smaller hit than what Damian Lillard does. I think he has more of a chance to get back some of those defensive stats, for example. Last year, the narrative was he was very much a super high-usage guy. They relied on him to score a lot. And so the narrative was, because of that, the... um, the blocks and steals numbers dropped off a little bit. If that narrative has any weight to it, then that can start to creep up and he can get close to one steal and a block this season. Um, so that maybe helps offset. Again, he's probably going to take a slight drop in his usage, slight drop in his um, field goal attempts, which will definitely hurt his value slightly. But again, that uptick, and I think in the blocks and steals, might offset that a little bit more than someone like Lil. Lil's not going to come out and start racking up one and a half steals per game. That's just not not what he does. Um, but Giannis definitely has that potential. He's shown that in the past. I also do think that Chris Middleton is going to be really severely affected in this situation because he's going from uh, maybe this number two option, 2B, 2A with Drew, to a clear number three option on this team now. So you've got Giannis and Lillard, uh, the two big dogs that are going to feast on this team. And then Middleton's going to have to take a step back and allow that to happen. So I was pretty keen on him as a bounce back candidate from last year with him playing low minutes, a lot of injuries, now less so. So I think he's going to be someone that you're definitely going to have to drop him back a few rounds, in my opinion, because, again, the usage, the threes, the free throw percentage volume, the assists are all, I think, going to drop a little bit for him. Um and as a 32, 33-year-old guy, it it um, definitely drops his value for me as well. I think Brook Lopez is someone that is interesting. I think, obviously, his usage was higher last season. I'd already factor in a regression in that this season. So it probably takes another small bump down. Um, I wonder if now with Damian Lillard there instead of Drew Holiday that they funnel more of the defense towards him and that helps continue his block rate from last season, which I had dropped down a little bit in my projections. I wonder if this helps continue that on from last year because you've got less, um, you know, you've got worse perimeter defense with Lillard instead of Drew. That's definitely something that we can consider, although I don't think it'll be a huge fluctuation, a huge boost uh, and he will drop a little bit in usage. And players like Bobby Portis, I think, will also take a small hit as well just because Lillard replacing Drew and Grayson Allen, I think you're going to just see more shots in Lillard's hands. So I think some of those guys that rely a bit more on the usage on the Milwaukee Bucks will lose out a bit. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Which Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Is the other probably more clear-cut team here. So the Phoenix Suns got in on the deal and they sent out DeAndre Ayton and um, Tumani Kamara. And they get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, and Nasir Little in the deal. Um, so you're replacing DeAndre Ayton with Yusuf Nurkic now. I was comfortable drafting Nurkic around the 100-110 range mark because there was no one really behind him. I think Moses Brown was the backup center. Now he's got Drew Eubanks as the backup center. And I am not... I know there's a lot of talk about Imperial or just getting a defensive-minded center for the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if Yusuf Nurkic is that. He he actually really struggles from what I when I watch. Um, he really struggles guarding in space, especially... He hasn't really been a strong rim protector. At least the block numbers have been you know, steadily going down. He hasn't really gone back up to where he was maybe a few seasons ago. Could that come back with um, that being more his primary focus? Potentially, maybe. Um, but I think from a per-game production, I actually think it's a slight hit to Yusuf Nurkic because I had him projected at 29 to 30 minutes in Portland with no real backup center there. Now he's got Drew Eubanks there and a team that has aspirations to really win. They're not going to, I guess the, um, he's got a, he's got a shorter string. He, he's got a, what's, what's the phrase I'm looking for? But he's got less wiggle room to really stuff up and have bad nights. If he, if he's struggling, they're going to pull him off. They're going to put Drew Eubanks on or they're going to go small or whatever. So I think that instead of being a 29 to 30 minutes, he's probably like a 26 to 27 minutes a night center, which is probably what he's been doing the last couple of seasons. So I think that compared to what I had him projected for on a per night basis, it's a small hit. You have maybe a little bit more uh, confidence that he's going to play more games because he's not in a team that will likely be potentially tanking down the end of the season. And um, as a guy who's not part of their future on a Portland Trailblazers team, there was a few concerns and things like that about him being available for our fantasy playoffs. You, you feel a bit more confident with that now. This team's going to be pushing and playing hard to win as many games as they can during the regular season. So that helps. But again, just on a per-game basis, I actually think it's a small step back for Yusuf Nurkic. I think Grayson Allen is a guy, again, these Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, to see a little, they're not really standard league relevant players. They're sort of deeper league guys. I do believe Grayson Allen can kind of just step in and be that fifth starter, do a similar type of thing to what he did in Milwaukee in Phoenix, shoot threes, not do much else. Maybe it's a small hit because, again, going from Middleton, uh, Giannis, and Drew to playing alongside Beal, uh, Booker, and Durant, there's more usage, more shots going on in that second situation. So I think that he won't get as many shots, but he still will be a guy that a lot of his value is just coming from three-point shooting. And I think he can do that again. Nasir Little is maybe the only other one that could contend for that. So maybe a small watch on him, but even still, again, that fifth starting spot in Phoenix is not going to provide much value to us, I don't believe. There's just not too many shots to go around. So... Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about uh, Phoenix getting in on the deal and splitting DeAndre Aiden into uh, Nurkic and Allen and Nasir Little there. So I think that's an interesting trade for them. I'm not 100% sure it makes them better, but maybe it at least makes them happier. And you've, you've got a, a more content locker room with everyone at least 
knowing what they're doing. So that can definitely be something to be said. Let's talk about the last team here. Obviously, the team that you know made this all possible with Portland, um, the, the Trailblazers here. They've obviously traded Damian Lillard. So they lose Lillard. They lose Nurkic, Keon Johnson, and Nasir Little. And they get Aiton, Drew Holiday, and Tumani Kamara, as well as a bunch of picks and pick swaps. So from the um, DeAndre Aiton side of thing, I think he is the biggest winner of this trade. He is the player that, when he was playing next to Durant, uh, Booker, Beal... He was the guy that was going to take a big bump in his usage. He's going to get less shots. Now in a team where he's, again, playing next to a few other guys that like to shoot the ball in Simons, Scoot, Sharp, Grant. But they're not Booker, Durant, Beal. Like, he's still going to get his. He's also, again, we talked about um, Nurkic not having a backup center. Well, now, Jodre Ayton doesn't really have a backup center. So he's going to get a lot of minutes, in my opinion. He probably is going to get more minutes than a Nurkic could handle. So he's probably going to get you 33, 34, maybe 35 minutes a night at center. So they can really just see what they have in him. See if he can actually be the guy that was what was expected of him as the number one overall pick. Um, so... If he gets more shots, that field goal percentage, which is a big thing of his value, has more weighting to it because you're on more attempts. Um, can he do anything else? Can is Does this revitalize him and motivate him to block shots? Does it? Do we see any type of passing from him or any type of three-point shooting? I don't know. There's a small level of optimism that some of those other parts of his games develop. I would not project it. But there's at least the level of optimism that that can be something that he develops. But I do think he's a big winner. I would be bumping up at least two to three rounds. Again, well, we'll see. I haven't done my projections just yet because I've come straight home from from work. This trade happened at 4.30 in the morning. Um, I had work in the morning early, so all very rushed. And then obviously technical difficulties. I haven't had a chance to do my projections, but if you are... Platinum member on ballboysmeo.com. As soon as I finish recording this, I will be updating that and getting that out there so you can check exactly where my projections have him. But I do think on the surface that DeAndre Aiden is a big winner. Um, Drew Holiday is the is the interesting piece here because I think they've already come out and said that they are planning to explore trading him to another contending team. So I think he plays either very little or not at all for the Portland Trailblazers. So... I think that you can't really judge the Portland Trailblazers, especially that backcourt rotation, until Drew Holiday is traded. Now, and also in my projections, in my rankings on ballboysmbo.com, everything I've talked about in terms of sleepers and busts and things like that has all been on the assumption that Damian Lillard is going to be traded at some point. He obviously has been traded. So I had already factored in that Anthony Simons, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp were going to get theirs. They were going to be playing. I expect the Scoot to be starting opening night. I expect him to be playing 30 minutes a night. He is the future of the franchise, and I don't think that changes too much, at least in what I expected um, now that the trade is going. If you were maybe thinking he was coming off the bench until Lillard was traded, then now obviously he's it, he's a big winner. And, and same with Simons and same with Sharp. I think Sharp gets a little bit of an extra boost because... It's not much, but a player like Nasir Little was just, again, the kind of guy that maybe played the two or the three that he might have done a little bit of. So he gets a little bit more security in his role and his minutes. So I think of all those guys, Shaden Sharp, at least in my estimations, is the biggest uh, jump in value. 
Um, but again, we need to wait and see what happens with Drew Holiday. So does Drew Holiday go to the Miami Heat? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, and they get back a Tyler Hero in the same deal that they were offering for Lillard? Maybe. Who knows? Um, we need to really wait and see what's going to happen here because um, Drew Holiday will probably fetch a, a decent amount, I would have thought. Uh, he's a good player, great defender. Contending teams will pay up for him, I would I would have thought. So they will likely get something back for him, whether it's all picks and not too much in terms of players coming back. That's something we don't know. So it's really, really tough to sort of sit here and say, yep, Scoot, Simons, let's go. They're going to be handling the ball a lot because maybe they get a backup point guard back or another combo guard or something back like a Tyler Hero that definitely jumbles things up. But one thing that I'm pretty confident in saying, Scoot Henderson is going to start opening night. He is the future of the franchise. He's going to play 30-plus minutes, I think, per game. So I feel very confident in saying that. Simons, I'm less confident because when he was really effective in fantasy basketball, that is most effective, he was playing point guard. When Damian Lillard went down, he got the threes and the points that he gets, but he also got the assists that helped his value. Where I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case with Scoot Henderson being there. Now, Scoot is a rookie. So Simons will be doing a little bit of that, taking up a little bit of the slack. But I still think that Scoot is going to be good enough and mature enough to handle that kind of a load more so than maybe some of the other rookie guards we've seen in the past. Um, He's played in the G League for two seasons now. He's physically developed and ready. So I think he is someone that you can confidently give a higher level of responsibility when it comes to playmaking. So I think that I'm trying not to get too excited about Anthony Simons. He's someone I'm actually probably more down on compared to consensus because I think he's, his role... Look, I don't even know if I'm locking him in as a starter. I think you could see a situation where it's Scoot and Sharp and then you've got someone else playing at the three. Or do you start Sharp there at the three and Simons at the two? It really depends on what they get back from Drew Holiday. So... Um, we have to wait and sort of watch that, which is the frustrating thing. I would have loved this just to be done and dusted, and we we know what the Portland Trailblazers have, but um, at least on this team, I still think there's a few more questions that need to be answered. Let's talk about the overall... Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Winners and losers. Now, like I said, I haven't included on this graph for people watching, uh, sorry, chart, I guess, what do you call it? 
dot points on the YouTube video for those watching along. I haven't got Scoot, I haven't got Simons, I haven't got Sharp because, again, I already kind of projected in my rankings, in my projections, that Lillard would be gone at some point. So, to me, the biggest winner overall here is DeAndre Ayton when it comes to Standard League value because you're going from a situation where he was playing next to those superstar players into Portland where he's going to have plenty of minutes, no one really threatening him from the backup position. He's going to get an increase in usage. The field goal percentage will have more chance to be effective and helpful. So I think he's the big runaway winner. I think in deeper leagues, you can look at Drew Eubanks backing up um, Nurkic as opposed to Aiden, I think is a boost to him and more chance for him to get uh, more minutes down the line. Um, Malik Beasley, again, could step into that starting role. Again, even if he starts, I'm not too keen in, in standard leagues, but in deep leagues, if you need threes, he could probably do that for you. And Marjon Bochamp as well. If he gets the minutes, he's not the best fantasy player, but he is a solid defender and the Milwaukee Bucks might need that. So it could just open up some minutes for him. The biggest losers to me, are the main two are Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton. So we sort of touched on those two as well. Definitely Middleton more so than Lillard, I think, in terms of just shifting him around your rankings board. Lillard, like I said, I haven't done my projections just yet, but I would expect him to be more of a late first, early second round guy. He was kind of going in that range anyway, but it just definitely solidifies that um, to me. And Drew Holiday, we haven't talked about him too much from his point of view. He's going from a Milwaukee Bucks situation. He's on the Portland Trailblazers, but I don't expect him to play there. So he's going to be on the move somewhere. Now, we don't know what this means for Drew Holiday's value. But what I will say is that there is not many, if any, situation where he gets traded to a team where it is a better situation than what he had in Milwaukee. So I've listed him here as a loser. One, because of the uncertainty. We don't know where he's going to play the majority of the season. And two there's a pretty decent chance that he's going to go to a contending team where there's established stars and good talent on that team and roster where he's going to have a worse situation than what he had in Milwaukee. So say he goes somewhere like the Clippers or he goes somewhere, uh, I don't know, somewhere else where there's another high usage player in there. He's 32, 33 years old. Um, So it might be the same, but it also might be worse. So I've listed him here as a loser. And if I was drafting any time between now and that trade being confirmed... I would be dropping Drew Holiday down at least probably a round or so compared to where I thought he should have been going when he was a secure, safe guy on Milwaukee uh, before this trade. So I do list him here as a little bit of a loser, if nothing else, for the uncertainty moving forward. So... Yeah, that's it. That's the uh, that's the big blockbuster trade, guys. Again, let me know what your thoughts are down in the comments below. Lots of content coming soon. This was an emergency podcast that I wanted to throw up there really quickly. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. And make sure, if you haven't already, hit that big old subscribe button. I've got a big lofty goal of getting to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So go and give that subscribe button a big click. Uh, we're doing a mock draft today with Alex Raclean from Rotowire, which is going to be a 12-team, nine-category mock draft. So stay tuned for that one. Shouldn't be out too far away. Give this video a big thumbs up and um, head over to ballboysmbo.com. Get your subscription in, and I will see you guys later. Bye.